There are more questions than answers. Like, does my Cabbage Patch Kid still have no idea he's adopted? It's been 30 years. Oh, don't mention Cabbage Patch. I guess he knows now if he's listening. Didn't you have a Cabbage Patch Kid? Yes, his name is Frank and he's lost. (laughs) He lost. (laughs) And you wonder why you can't adopt kids. A goldfish died as well, I might add. And what did he smell of? baby powder he smelled a baby and he powder. was bald and he had blue eyes and i loved him loved him so much you I, lost him i lost him disappeared he's gone. into the ether he's gone my name is adrian lee and i am your host welcome to the show more questions than answers the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world each week my guests and i will search the world's newspapers websites and tv shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. I really enjoyed that. I could have gone for a couple of minutes. I took a big, deep (laughs) breath and I went for it. Don't. Please. Next week. No. Next week. Mm-mm. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then of course I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. There you go. It was her birthday this week. Aww. Happy birthday, Mum. She's been on the port and lemon there and she's snoring. So Aww. snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and all value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and adolescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather doesn't need Botox. She just takes her dog for a walk outside in Minnesota. 
<laughs> My, it was cold this week, oh, wasn't it? It was. You can go out there, you can walk the dog. Who needs Botox in Minnesota? It's the only place I've ever been to where my eyelids freeze and I have to put my finger in my eye to open my eyeball up. Unbelievable. It's Unbelievable. so cold out there. You can turn your knee, your ankle on dog yard marbles. I'm just saying. Yeah, the only bad. place that can happen. It's so cold. The farmers are milking their cows and getting ice cream. Oh, That would be like the buffet, wouldn't it? Or the casino. But couldn't you milk a cow in cold weather and it would actually come out? Like at the buffet, at the casino. Do you know what I mean? Where you get the whippy ice cream coming out. What have you been drinking? That would be great, wouldn't it? If you had like a chocolate one on one What's side. What's wrong with you? Is that a called a tea? I'm no expert on cows and yeah. bovines. Have you things. been taking pills? Yeah, and you could have vanilla <laughs> on the other. It's all good. I like this. It's so cold. If you go to Walmart, you need to wear two pairs of pajamas. <laughs> In all seriousness, I will say, please be careful on the roads, though, because lots of people are driving and drinking excessively and letting their wives drive. So do be careful out there this uh, winter. Uh, I also wish... Ah, that hurts! I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corrie. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle joined a gym this week, and she did three sets of selfies on each machine. <laughs> Sweet! You're looking very svelte. Thank you. Did you know the word gym, gymnasium, actually means naked? Ooh. I'm just saying. For, well, good for, for me. For the benefit of selfies, <laughs> this is where we are. And, of course, joining us in the corner. We chain him up each week. We give him mm -hmm. bread and cheese. He sits in the dark like Gollum. We have Nathan <laughs> Bush. Nathan realised this week that the hardest part of being a gentleman is going to all the gentlemen's clubs. It's hard work. There's a lot of them out there, Nathan. <laughs> you notice he's wearing, he's wearing glasses. You notice that. Yep. I'm, just, I'm just putting that. <laughs> so are you. Out there. <laughs> yes, but I, I, I don't need to. I just look good wearing them. What? <laughs> you look intelligent. You're on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> There's no need for my standards to drop just because I'm here. <laughs> there are my guests. They're mad. They're bad. They're paranormal, apparently. This is Series 3, Episode Number 1! We got a third series! How did that happen? God knows. We did 140 <laughs> episodes in Series 2. 140 in Series 2. That's remarkable, isn't it? It's crazy. This yeah. is Episode one, 1, Series 3. We're going to do things slightly different. This time round. I have a gong. This is the gong of infinite knowledge. It brings forth the bucket of facts. See that? <laughs> Two midgets had to wheel that in. It's huge. Small bucket. Ah, uh, it's what you do with it that's what <laughs> really counts, of course. Yes. On this day in 1788, this very day, Captain Arthur Phillip and British colonist hoisted the Union flag at Sydney Cove, New South Wales, and it's now celebrated as Australia Day. Oh. On today. So happy birthday. Hi, Tanya. So all of yeah. our listeners in Australia and down under, hope you're having a fabulous, fabulous day. Kangaroos. So for the first time, <gasps> you're just going to mention things that are Australian now, are you? Yep. Vegemite. Koala bear. Koala bear. Tasmanian devil. And she's out. There's nothing I said left. boomerang. You mm. said boomerang. A stick you can't throw away. Didgeridoo. No. 
Didgeridon't. Didgeridon't, <laughs> I think, is where we need to be for the first time in the history of Series 3 on NQTA. <laughs> the I Can't Believe That. Strange and Bizarre Laws of Australia. Oh, God. Oh, boy. On the Australian Gold Coast, it is illegal for women to wear a bikini. That is what? The first points... Edible. ...of Series 3. Heather Morris is going with edible. It's very hot in Australia this time of year. It's their summer. Mm -hmm. Would you want to be eating... Perhaps you would. I don't know. Nathan's nodding in agreement. (laughs) It is illegal for women to wear a bikini that is... Edible. Yes. So what's that being made of? Lettuce? It could be made of Smarties or fruit roll-ups, meat or beef jerky. (laughs) You're going for the old meat bikini, are you? Wow. And you wonder why all the dogs are following you along the beach. Let it finish. (laughs) Miss Morris is going with edible. Yes. What are you going to go with, Michelle? There's points, series three. See-through. Going, begging. You're going with see-through. I cannot give the points away. It's illegal that your bikini should be no larger in material than six square inches. That's my handkerchief. If you wear a bikini, I know you're looking at yourself, Michelle, and wondering where six square inches (laughs) is going to cover. Imagine a couple of tea bags is what I'm thinking. I think most of it is going to be dedicated to the lower half. I think there's nothing going on above. This is why we can't have cameras in our studio. It's no good pointing. It's the radio. I want to be part of the bikini police, and I'm going to have a ruler. That looks like more than six square inches. Get them off, madam. These are the laws. Can't be breaking the law. Cannot give the points away. In the absence of a urinal, you are allowed in Australia to urinate well. Ooh, um, on a rock. <laughs> on a rock. Air's rock. rock. Let's wee on a national monument. What could possibly go wrong? To be fair, you've got a lot to aim at. If you've had a few drinks, the room's spinning around. That's quite a large rock to be able to find, isn't it? In the yeah. Middle, middle of the outback. You're going with a rock. Because they'd never know if you were doing it in the ocean anyway. There. Oh. That's true enough. There are some species of fish, though, that follow... That'll swim up your <gasps> urethra. Yes, your old urethra, Franklin, and uh, they've got spiny Respect. backs. You can't pull them out. They mm-hmm. hold all-night parties. They keep you away. It's very embarrassing when you're in the elevator and you can hear that taking place in your lower regions. Ag-a-do-do-do. And you're sat there quietly in the elevator. Not a good time. What are you going to go with, Michelle? Where are you allowed to urinate if there's no urinal available? Into a Foster's oil can. Very specific. The left rear tire of your vehicle, apparently. I was your own vehicle. Well, I was wondering if well, you took, know? took the left rear tire <laughs> off and actually put it in someone's lounge or something. But apparently, you can urinate by law on the left rear tire. I'm in. How do you win? How's that a rock? Glintstones. Oh, oh Heather. <laughs> They're the multi... Story family, I don't know. <laughs> You're not. I'd, I'd do Betty, but I'd be thinking of Wilma. Wow. Let's say that out loud. A recently passed law makes it illegal to do what with a whale carcass in Australia? Oh, God. I oh, know. take selfies with it. Take selfies. <laughs> He's never looked better. Look at him. Mm, it's my Uncle Dave. Photobombed. <laughs> your, your Uncle Dave's a whale, is he? 
<laughs> Blue or semen? <gasps> oh. You're not allowed to do this with a wow carcass. So he's dead at that point, isn't he? Yes. You're not allowed to do this with a wow carcass. And I gave you an answer. Quit selfies. looking at no me. No selfies. Yes. No, no posing with the whale carcass. No posing with the whale carcass. He's never looked better. I don't think he can make off with any of it. Hmm, Jonah. You're not allowed to be within 100 metres of said whale carcass. Selfie, I win again. How's that? You How have to get that? next to him to take a selfie. You could take one from 100 metres away. They're big animals. Selfie stick. I'm Selfie just, stick. You're not allowed to poke you with a stick. I think they explode, Ooh. don't they? They get bloated and dangerous and... Oh, no. But I need some ambergris. Oh. What would happen if you found a bowl of petunias next to it as well? That'd that would awesome. raise some very difficult questions, wouldn't it? In Melbourne, you're in your house. Picture the scene. It's 12 midnight. Mm-hmm. There's crickets chirping. Mm-hmm. You can see the night sky. Mm-hmm. Air's rock is in the distance. You've finished your last can of Foster's. Mm-hmm. It's illegal to do what? It's cool. in the hours... Of darkness. You're not allowed to wear a loud shirt, apparently, in the hours of darkness in a build-up area in Australia. But it's midnight. You cannot do this in your own house. It's illegal. It's illegal, huh? You leave this show with more than you Is it something I would do by myself? What's this 101 questions? Yes, you could do this by yourself. Is it something I would normally do by myself? I've never seen you do it. Warmer. <laughs> Wash clothes. <laughs> Wash clothes. Oh. You're going in the right direction. I mean, you're getting into the right areas. Here. Wash dishes. Not that close. There we go. Vacuum. You're not allowed to vacuum at night Hoover. between 10 and 6 in your own home. It's illegal. And while we're on the subject, you're not allowed to change your own light bulbs either. If you get plunged into darkness, it's apparently illegal to change a light bulb. You have to get a qualified electrician to do I'm sure people do it in the same way that it's illegal to take music and so forth and people just get on with it, right? Right. Who do you know has been charged? Can you imagine you're in a jail cell in Melbourne and you're in there, you're doing life (laughs) for changing a light bulb. What are you in for? Vacuuming. Oh no, a lifer. Unbelievable. I cannot give the points away. By the way, you cannot wear hot pink pants on a Sunday or dress as Batman and Robin. I said vacuum. Any time. You did. I'm going to give you points. I was so astounded. The first points. I'm going to bang the gong of infinite knowledge. Look at that. It's a beast, isn't it? Took three men to bring that in. You can hear the wheels squeaking under the weight. Oh, no. It's true. You shall have two points wherever you go. What a great start to Series 3. Why am I here? (laughs) On this day in 1998, Bill Clinton went onto national television to tell the world he did not have sexual relations with his White House intern, Monica Lewinsky. That makes me feel old. 1998. That seems like yesterday, doesn't it? Yeah. Long time ago now. 20 years ago. Can you believe such things? That was 20... You know you're getting old when people say to you the 1990s and you think that was a couple of weeks ago and it was 20, 30 years. OJ, all that. Believable. Unbelievable. Of course, seven months later, Clinton was forced to tell another story 
as his dalliances were liberally covered over a blue dress. I don't remember eating pineapple. So, for the first time on MQTA, the I can't believe that about the colour blue. Oh, you was all worried, weren't you? I was. You wondered what that was going to be. Mm-hmm. Blue in India. Good luck or bad luck, Miss Morris. Bad luck. Bad luck to have blue in India. Yes. Good luck. Good luck. It is bad luck. It's associated with mourning and the dead as much as it pains me. Miss Morris huh. has scored her first points of series mm-hmm. three. What percentage of the population... Has blue eyes. I'm looking at your Scandinavian Swedish heritage. Miss Morris, you have blue eyes. You don't like the sun, do you? Mm-mm. It burns. It does burn. See, my eyes are black. I can go out in the sun, no problem. Yeah, I just can't see anything at night. night. Yeah. Yes, I'm night driving. driving. Oh! Oh! Hey! I'm not quite sure why that was funny. <laughs> if you have never listened... Yeah, so the show before, we play a game called the Bell Bunk and Snort Drinking Game. If any time during this hour of MQTA, Michelle Corey snorts, as she just did as prime example, exhibit number one, you are allowed to take a shot of your drink. If I ring the bell, if Miss Morris says the word bunk, it is the Bell Bunk and Snort Drinking Game. Mm-hmm. And Michelle snorted. She can't control it. I can't. She doesn't know where it comes from. I don't even know why that was funny, but it's true. I cannot see anything when I'm driving at night. People well, by s- all means, keep doing it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Mind that deer. What deer? <laughs> oh, dear. Not good news for anyone. Where are we? There's a quiz dying 45. to get out. You are saying... Bearing in mind Africa and Australasia are big countries. Yeah. And one in three people is Chinese. You're saying that... Yeah. How much percentage? 45. 45% of the entire world's population has blue eyes. Everybody should be like me. God forbid that would be a terrible thing. You are <gasps> unique. You are unique, Miss Morris. <laughs> yes. Good old Chuck Morris. Yes. She's going with 43. Yes. Yes. Michelle Corey, higher or lower? Definitely. I'm going to go lower, a lot lower, and say 13. It's close. It's eight. I shall give you another you two points. Only, I'm rare? I try. Yes. As much as it pains me, you, you are unique, Miss Morris. You I suck. I tried to give you clues. <laughs> and you suck. You're, and you suck. What? <laughs> For the benefit of our listeners, she was pointing to each one of us as she went round the room. Mine doesn't work so well on the radio, does it? Apparently, I now suck because I've got black eyes. <laughs> Damn me in my jeans. And mine are hazel. There you go. Nathan's red. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> those gentlemen's clubs. The term light blue was first used in what year? Simple enough question. The term light blue. Are we talking this century? Oh, you want clues? Yeah, okay, go on. This century, yeah. No, it wasn't this century. Uh, 1878. You're going, can you be more specific? Was it like a Tuesday? 1878, the first time the term light blue was ever used Why in the not? English language. Mm-hmm. Michelle Corey. 1790. Miss Morris has won whoop, whoop. the points. You are now level pegging with a resplendent 
and rather large for each. Would you believe the term light blue was first used in the year 1915? What? It's Ooh, very going to go 1930. There are a lot of colours that weren't specified until a lot later in life. There was no such word for orange, for example. The colour orange was just considered to be a type of red. So there's specific words given to specific colours that haven't been around that long. Hmm. Our great-grandfather would have just said red for that orange tablecloth there. Huh. Can you imagine being on the Titanic? It's 1912. You're the decorator. You go to the foreman and he says, I want in the ballroom a faded, less tonally strong, washed out blue. Can you imagine <laughs> the time you're safe? And he thinks, hang on, what about calling that light blue? And then by default, you can have dark blue as well, of course. A whole new series of colours we've previously been unaware of. I have to say, on the theme of blue, and we're scoring high at the moment, there's a lot of points to be had. There's a blue moon at the end of this month. Yeah. You know about such things, Morris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a special one. Yes, it's a super blood blue moon. A super blood Ooh. blue moon. Yes. 31st of January. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen very often, hence the term blue moon. We have blue moon water that's already blessed by two, is it? Two, two. blue moons. If we take the moon water, put it under the moon again, it'll be charged with three times blue moons. Then what yeah. do we do with it? Well, moon water is a very interesting thing to keep. It cleanses. You can cleanse your stones, your rocks. If you keep stones and rocks around your person, your crystals, mm-hmm. you can wash them in moon water and it charges them up. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm led to believe. I'm not wrong, am I? No. These things are the God's honest truth. But that was then and this is now. Michelle's on four, Heather's on four, and I am yet to star. We run in to our favourite part of the show. Yay! Some people like this round <laughs> more than others. This is the mailbag. Yay! We love reading your letters of support. We love reading your messages out. Frank posted, I can't wait for the fun to begin. It's already begun. We're 21 minutes in. This is joyous times. You guys make me have an honest laugh and that, my friend, is priceless. Aww. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Frank. That's Thank you, very Frank. kind of you. Corrie in Edmonton, Canada, posted a good morning with a mug of coffee with our faces on the actual mug. Really? Yeah. I'm sure you can get such things from Cafe Press. It's the MQTA with the three of us in black and white. Really? Miss Morris, you've got your breasts out. Everyone's <gasps> seen it. Oh. I'm wearing in no In the sh- mug? I'm wearing... <laughs> That's how I have my coffee. That's a big cup of coffee. Yes, milk, two sugars. If you want a mug with our mug on it, I'm sure we we can arrange such things. Alvaro, a regular listener and good friend of the Mm. show, posted, he does not know what to do with all the vodka and diet grape juice and soda. He's been buying... Grodkas. Grodkas. Oh. He was making his own grodka. I love it. Diet grape soda and vodka. Mm. But we've already had a shot tonight. We already explained the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game for those who have not played before. So he's working his way through his grodkas as we speak. Beth in Houston, Texas posted, Everyone needs to enjoy a listen of this game show. 
of the Paranormal Game Show. (laughs) 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 Series three, and we're still getting away with it. Don't don't, don't tell anyone. (laughs) I say it's the only paranormal quiz show on the world. (laughs) (laughs) We mean it. No quiz show. If you don't like it, she says, I will actually watch a rerun of Friends. Well, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. (laughs) Strong words indeed. Be careful what you wish for. David in Nicaragua posted, waiting for the season premiere of the show. The best paranormal radio show out there. You can't complain with that, can you? Thank you, David. And also a big hello to Martin, our Patreon and regular listener in New York. If you wish to donate anything towards the show, we have a lot of costs. We have to pay for studio time. We get through a lot of paper and grodkas. If you wish to donate to the show, this show's free. It'll always be free. This is season three. We've been doing it for the best part of four to five years now. Without a single dime, without a single penny. We need a new pewter. We do need a new computer. Things are running very slowly. See how things went in? So if you wish to donate to the show, we would appreciate that. You can donate a single dollar. There's lots of fun and fabulous things you get for your dollar. You get to see and listen to all the shows first in our archives. And we will be catching up on that. Yes, we will be getting our finger out. We did take some time off. We were unwell as well. We needed a break. We did. And in that break, we all caught acute bronchitis. Hurrah! Yay! Yay! That's the last time I'm (laughs) snogging women from Tennessee. I I was (laughs) warned and I didn't pay heed. This is where we are. If you wish to write to us at any time, we'd love to hear your comments. I will read them out on the show as long as they're nice. If they're (laughs) not nice, you can send them to my mother. She's snoring distantly in the room next door. We're on Facebook. If you go to Facebook and search for more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, all of tonight's shows, all of the jokes, all of the cartoons, all of the banter, all of the fans chatting, everything you ever want to put a smile on your face, to make you less blue, seeing that seems to be a theme of tonight's show. There's over 6,000 followers on there and we would love for you to join us. And if you're listening now, why not share on your social media, on your Facebook that you're currently listening to more questions than answers. We have a Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We have, would you believe, 97,000 followers wow. on there. I think awesome. over the next couple of weeks, we could be breaking the 100,000 <gasps> barrier on Twitter. So you can join us on there as well. We mentioned the archives. Every single show over the Mm -hmm. last five years, is available for free as well. If you go to SoundCloud, search for MQTA Radio, you can listen to them back-to-back all day long, in the car, in the gym, walking the dog with your face looking like it's had Botox because it's minus 40 wind chill. Everything is there for you. The whole of season one, the whole of season two, and it's all free. It's on SoundCloud. More questions and answers with adrian lee and we're on other platforms as well itunes stitcher tune in mm-hmm. google if you can't mm-hmm. find us you've only got yourself to blame and Castbox, it's a new platform Ooh. i'm glad you brought that there. to my attention yeah. again i leave with more than i arrive with if you want to listen to us first we're on dark matter on a friday night at 8 p.m central time the dark matter Digital Network, we have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. We have lots of fun and exciting things on YouTube if you search for more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. We have lots of outtakes and funny things on there. My latest book that's only been out a couple of months, Mysterious 
Minnesota. Digging up the ghostly past at 13. Haunted Sites is available on every single platform. So you can get yourself a copy of that. And on those cold, dark winter evenings, you can read that book and hear my English voice in your head. All my experiences of investigating ghosts with the International Paranormal Society in the state of Minnesota crammed with history, spooky facts and lots and lots of evidence. And again, if you go to patreon.com, search for MQTA Radio and you can donate a single dollar to the show and we would be very, very grateful. We've not been on air for four or five weeks. We took a break between season two and season three. So it's incumbent upon my shoulders, of course, that I shall talk about the curse of Oak oh, for Island, Oaky Pinocchio Swamp. We've not spoken about it for four or five weeks. Let and... me recap the last couple of months for you. They found a coin and they've now found a lead cross on the beach. So now I want to get to the cerebral <laughs> part of the show. I want to get the jokes running early. I want to get your juices flowing. I want to get your brain fired before we jump into the first round that is ghosts and hauntings and we don't do orbs i might add quick quiz for you just to get the synaptic links going i have a set of questions for you but they have to be answered first one to shout them out but they have to be answered as a spoonerism so i don't know what that is as an mq well i guess this would be the case so i'm going to give you some nice examples just to get us started miss morris of course so as an mqta guest and EVP expert, you would be Mether Horace. See what I did? That's a spoonerism. You are Mether Horace. Mm. The gentleman sitting to my right is Bathan Nush. Oh, I like that. Sounds like a disease, <laughs> isn't it? You'd pick up in the Congo. That's one of the worst cases of Bathan Nush I've ever seen. <laughs> You're going to need some ointment, sir. It's okay. It's lipstick. We're fine. So, shout the questions out as spoonerisms. Oh. <sighs> Lead investigator of Ghost Adventurers TV show. Backzagans. Yay! <laughs> Points to be won. You said it at the same time. Played Peter Venkman in Ghostbusters. Rarold. <laughs> Wait a second. No, it's not Rarold. Oh. Rarold. It's Milbury. Milbury. Oh. Yay! Heather's getting points. It is Milbury. Name a famous ghost ship left floating without a crew in 1872 off of the Azores. The Sari Molest. Sari Molest. It sounds like a bad incident at a busy market in Calcutta. Look, it's a Sari Molest. Pack Burl. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Character in Psycho who dressed up as his mother. Borman Nates. Yay! <laughs> Main two protagonists of the Ghost Hunters TV show. Um, Let's see. Hold on. I know their names. <laughs> I just can't figure out the words. You mean... Um, Hasten Jaws? Hasten Jaws! And... Oh. What's, I know his name's Grant. What's his last name? Oh, I don't know. It's Ram Gilson. You could have had Jeeves Sonsalves as well. Oh, yeah. Oh. Points to be had all round. I shall give you five points each. I like that. Aww, that makes me very happy. Fun. You're both up to nine. That hurt my head. I know. I could see your... <laughs> She's got a niggling brain injury. Aww. She stretched it and strained it. 
You're going to have to put it in a bucket of soapy water with some frogs. I think we need a studio audience to help us. <laughs> Everyone was shouting them out at home. You mean you didn't get them? <laughs> yeah. I like with your s- big ears. I like- oh, oh, no. oh, wow. Miss mm. Morris is on. Minus three. <laughs> the good Lord giveth, and the good Lord taketh away. They're mad, bad, and they're paranormal as we move into the first round. That is ghosts and hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. <laughs> A creepy presence dancing on Icy's new studio is haunted. I like the way you mime the word dance. Oh, I thought you meant present. <laughs> creepy. <laughs> The show has moved to a base at Bovingdon Airfield in Hemel Hempstead, Hertfordshire for the latest series. This is where you get a number of celebrities to come together with professional ice dancers and end up breaking their ankles, their legs, Why? their collarbones, and they get voted. Obviously, like the dancing shows, but it's on ice. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? I like seeing broken compound fractures of celebrities. A number of unexplained incidents have occurred on the site over the years. This is reported in all of the British press. This story came from the Daily Mirror, I believe. And experts believe they could be linked to the ghosts of US airmen who were stationed there. So many visitors to the area, which contains derelict buildings, have been spooked that it has even been investigated by the International Paranormal Society. When were we there? That's us. (laughs) I was there. You weren't. I was there. I am the founder of the International Paranormal Society. I made it into the British press this week. I was there. Yes! Thank you. I've investigated Bovingdon Airfield. It was all over the British press. This makes me very happy. Yeah! I am shocked. Yes. Several people say they've been left terrified by a mysterious mist. Was there anything there? I thought you said there was nothing there. I'm going to come to that in a moment. It's bunk. It's not. <gasps> oh. <laughs> wow, an early use of the word bunk. If you're playing the drinking game, have yourself a shot. One source said the mist has been seen by several people. They say it suddenly appears and it's so thick you can't see through it. One person is rumoured to have seen it late at night on the runway. Mm. Some friends of his were waiting in a car six metres away and they said it followed him. It was engulfing him. In another incident, one driver saw another vehicle get engulfed in the mist. Dog walkers claim a presence has made their pets howl and try to run away. Some visitors have heard the sound of aircraft and Morse code on the site. Morris code. Others say they've experienced a strange smell similar to bubblegum. <laughs> That's only it. if you eat Beano. There have no that was wax crowns. <laughs> it did smell like wax crowns. Oh. I was farting rainbows for a week. It was incredible. <laughs> There's a pot of gold there, I tell you. There have been rumours that the US Air Force left some vehicles abandoned in an underground chamber at the airfield. Mm -hmm. Dancing on Ice has taken up residence at Bovingdon. After being revived by ITV, it was brought back with a revamped format and purpose-built rink at the studio after four years off-screen. 
A show insider said it's likely many of the contestants and professional skaters have no idea they are performing somewhere that's rumoured to be haunted. If the claims are to be believed, there's a good chance something could happen during rehearsals or even while the show is on air. Bovingdon Airfield was a Second World War airfield owned by the RF. When the Americans decided, oh my God, Britain's going to lose. They're going to owe us a lot of money. We better get involved because we're not going to get our money back. We then handed over the airfield to the Americans. They flew Liberators. Are they B-23s if my memory serves me right? I'm sure someone will correct me. They threw bombers and Liberators out of that airfield. I investigated that airfield many, many years ago. I stood on the runway in the darkness and the runway is a good mile long because he's a big aircraft and it takes a while to get them into the air. I sat there windswept with the Luton Paranormal Society with my ghost box ticking away. We had one team at one end of the runway, another team at the other in the middle of Hertfordshire on the outskirts going towards the north of London. I talked to an American pilot on the ghost box. He said his plane was on fire. He didn't think he was going to make it. I asked him how many of the crew were there. And he said there was nine of them all together. And I asked them for their names. And he gave me the list of their names. His name was Charlie. And I asked him where he was from. And he said he was from Austin in Texas. It was very interesting because the ghost box works by scanning AM and FM frequencies and creating white noise very quickly. He had an American accent. Now, granted, on the radio in Britain, you might get the odd American accent, but it's very, very unusual. I had a conversation. We made the British press this week. This makes me very happy. That's awesome. Yay! It makes Nathan uh, very happy. Yes. Well, uh, didn't they contact you to see if you'd like did. to do they an interview? They did. They wanted to do some interviews, but I, I was actually busy in Sun Studios in Memphis <gasps> talking right. to the ghost of Elvis Presley at the time, and I couldn't do it, so... Uh, this is how we roll, apparently. <laughs> and now I'm all shook Sorry, up. Sorry, I'm talking to Elvis. Yeah, yeah, can't can't come through at the moment. Got Elvis uh -huh. and uh, Johnny Cash and Carl Perkins and Jerry Lee Lewis. I, I'll get back to you as soon as I wow. can. There we go. A ghostly mist or they must all be drunk. You decide. <laughs> if you go to our Facebook site, you can see the story in full at Bovingdon Airfield and the haunted ice skating show that is dancing on ice. Miss Morris, you were on nine. Yes. You got minus three. You're yeah. back to six. Yeah. What have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings and we don't do orbs? She's back. Uh -oh. She's back. She is back. This worries me slightly. 61-year-old Jemima Packington yes! from Evesham, yeah, Jemima. England. Evesham. Yeah, Evesham. 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 <laughs> Claims to be the world's only known... A sparamancer. Yep. A sparamancer. Yes. Do you remember old Jemima? Yep. You're going to meet a tall, dark stranger, be lucky with the number eight, and your urine is going to smell of asparagus. Well, move over Nostradamus. It turns out that the 16th century seer, who has been credited with making several accurate predictions about the future, may have some contemporary competition. Packington, who claims to have successfully predicted a number of events ranging from from the financial crisis to British tennis champion Andy Murray winning Wimbledon. Wimbledon. 
I'll help you with some of the town. Yeah, whatever works. Uh, Makes her predictions by throwing handfuls of asparagus into the air and interpreting the way in which it lands on the ground. (laughs) Where did you get all that asparagus from? Where did that come from? Honestly, there's asparagus everywhere. What's wrong with you? I've got it in my hair. <laughs> Honest, some went down my shirt. Oh, I've never seen so much asparagus. Uh, <laughs> Look, Michelle's got some in her eye. <laughs> You're going to be blind in one eye, apparently. <laughs> well, I take what I do seriously, but I never take myself seriously. Yeah, that sounds like Eastham in London, yeah. When I cast the asparagus... Don't <laughs> it creates patterns. And it is the patterns that I interpret. Mm. She Russian by any chance? I am usually about 80 to 90% accurate most of the time sometimes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Knowing my luck, I'll be the 12%. <laughs> You're going to be blind in one eye. Well, for 2018, her predictions include the stepping down of the UK Prime Minister, Theresa May. That Mm. is on the cards. That's not a big shout out there, is it? Uh, Yeah, she's not taking a lot of leaps here. Brexit is causing her some problems. So I could see that that could happen. Well, she's also predicting a spate of earthquakes and volcanic eruptions around the world, which I had heard something about that as well. Volcanoes and earthquakes going on constantly around the world. Bathroom. She's not catching. <gasps> oh, <wow. laughs> Mind the lava flow. <laughs> Let me throw some more asparagus. Oh, that one went under the table. <laughs> um, she's also uh, predicting a string of political scandals and a significant downturn in the economics of several countries. She's not which... pulling up trees with this, is she? No, she also predicts the that Minnesota's going to win the Super Bowl. The U.S. government <sighs> will bring. The world to the brink of a major conflict again. To the brink. We're already there. I know. We're there. We're on the edge. We're right there. We're on the brink of three or four conflicts. Well, occasionally I get a little bit off. Mr. Bond. But I'm never far off. She said. (laughs) Nothing we can. No lottery numbers there. Nothing we can. No, you want me to throw some more asparagus? I want to know. We need to work out, with the asparagus, if the Philadelphia Eagles or the New England Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. Mine says New England. <laughs> your, your asparagus says, is your asparagus ready to go? Is it moist and poised and ready to be thrown? Um, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> yes, everybody's winning. I watch it for the Marshalls. What's the difference between what she's doing with asparagus and Chinese fortune-telling sticks? It's ultimately the same thing. Not really anything. You could do it with baguettes if you had the room. We could get a lot of French bread, just take up the entire room and go for it. Oh, just bread sticks. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Pretzels. Chopsticks. We could do it at the Olive Garden. We could use Sharpies. Mm. The world is our oyster in terms of fortune-telling. I shall give you more points. You are now... Up to a nice knitting needles rounded. Mm, yes, we yes. get the idea <laughs> for people we don't like. <laughs> Voodoo fortune telling. Darts. <laughs> Lawn yes, darts. There's many, many things that are long and thin, aren't there, Miss Morris? I want to be a dartomancer. Oh. <laughs> 
Michelle's dancing like the models you get at the beginning of a James Bond film. Diamonds are forever. Wow. She's down to her second pair of pajamas. Now she can't go to Walmart. Yeah. Can't go back there. Life's anymore. just full of disappointments, isn't yeah. it? One after another. I've got a story here involving Noel Gallagher. Do you remember him from yes. Oasis? Mm-hmm. I think guitars have souls. Noel Gallagher says old guitars are haunted by rock legends. He says he can fill the musicians' souls within them. To be fair, they are wired up and buzzing full of EMF. Sure. I mean, that's a guitar plugged in would be a great source of energy, wouldn't it? Okay. And you do get attachments to objects oh, you yes. spend a lot of time with, right? Noel 50 said, I think musical instruments, particularly guitars, might have souls. Do you think they're inappropriate, Belle, after I've passed? will have my soul attached to it. Do you think I'm destined to wander this earth as a lost soul in a shade looking for my inappropriate Belle? I'm putting a lot of energy into that. The gong of infinite knowledge we've only just had yeah. arrived, so that's yet to uh, have anything implanted into it. But during the course of Series 3, I'm sure the gong of infinite knowledge, the bucket of facts will have my soul pushed into that as well at some point. He says, because if they are used and secondhand and from the 1950s or something, clearly they've got someone else's soul in it. Noel also said he refuses to return two guitars lent to him by the Smith saxman Johnny Marr because he reckons they carry the luck he needs to make more smash hits. He needs to give them a rub because I don't think he's had any for 20 oh, years. No. He said, I've got two guitars that were given to me by Johnny Marr he says, borrowed. I say given. <laughs> One of them, he wrote panic and I wrote slide away on it. And for that reason alone, he's not getting them back. <laughs> In his Oasis heyday, Noel used to torment his brother Liam over the fear of evil spirits. He would play practical jokes, including telling Liam recording studios and hotels were haunted, like Sun Studios in Memphis. Noel would move objects around Liam's hotel room and tell him it was the work of poltergeist. No wonder he was taking drugs, poor man. That's awesome. He said in a previous interview about the ghostly gags, it's highly amusing. And if we were ever anywhere remotely spooky, we'd tell Liam the house was haunted. We convinced him his bedroom was haunted. So when he'd get up in the morning and go and have his breakfast, someone would go in and turn the pictures back to front and move the lamps beside his bed across the other side of the room. He'd arrive looking rather pale. But Noel also says he believes in the afterlife. He said he has faith he will end up in heaven because he believes God loves Oasis. Ghostly room or the man's a buffoon? You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers. With Adrian Lee and you can see the story of the haunted ghostly Guitars. Wonderwall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's one of their hits. Champagne Supernova. That's yeah. two of their hits. <laughs> <laughs> Cigarettes and alcohol, which is going to be what we're doing at the end of tonight's show. Michelle, what have you got for me in Series 3 in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Okay, first I have a joke. Oh, no. no. What's a pirate's favorite letter? R. No, mate, it is the sea. Uh, <laughs> she's here all week. Don't yeah. forget to tip your waitress. Oh. 
A woman fed up with searching for the perfect man has married the ghost of a 300-year-old pirate and says he is her soulmate. That's convenient. With the mm-hmm. emphasis on the word soul. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Amanda Teague, 45, has married a Haitian pirate named Jack, who died in the 1700s. And the fact that he's dead doesn't bother her. Ooh, Jack. be his name Sparrow. I'm wondering why all pirates are suddenly called Jack, and is that a popular name in Haiti? We need to do a survey. By next week's show, we'll have a list of the top five common boys' names in the 18th century. Jackalus. Haiti. <laughs> Jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> Jackaloop. <laughs> Everybody's happy. Here's my son, Jackaloop. Mm. Her friends and family attended the wedding on a boat off the Irish coast. Like any ordinary couple, they have arguments, go on dates, and even have sex. Hmm. Amanda, a Captain Jack Sparrow impersonator... Convenient. Mm, It is. ...told the Daily Star, he's my soulmate and I'm so happy. Arg. It shows you the state of currently dating men in Britain that she has to date someone who's Mm. dead. Whoa! <laughs> I'm just thinking she doesn't have timber. She has oh, me timbers. <laughs> As in, like shiver me timbers. Yeah, splice me main brace. <laughs> Take me up the poop. No, oh, no, <laughs> no tinders for her. No, no. no timbers. timbers. Oh, I see what you've done. You've yes. replaced tinder with timber. Yeah, mm-hmm. she doesn't need to swipe anymore. No, swipe, no swiping, swipe, swipe, subtle. It's the perfect kind of relationship for me. There are a lot of people out there who don't know about spiritual relationships, but it could be right for them. I want to get the message out there. Amanda, who thinks her job is what could have brought Jack to her, has never seen her husband in physical form, but she imagines he is similar to Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like you wear each other's clothes! Wow, really? Really. Caring the community is really letting us down in Britain, isn't it? Have you noticed that? Oh, it's so sad. (laughs) I know. The romance began one night in 2014 when, lying in bed, she felt the energy of a spirit next to her. It was a guitar plugged in. Or she had beans that night. Then she heard the wooden leg walking (laughs) towards her across the room. One wooden leg. See what I did there? Uh, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> the plank! <Arg. laughs> Any more cliches are we done now? No. I, I think we should be finished with cliches. That's all water Never. under the bridge. <laughs> when she realized he could communicate with her, she became more interested. Their relationship developed as, she, as he would sit with her when she was watching TV or driving. Because, you know, those pirates love, you know, TV. Sitting on the couch. <laughs> yep, sitting on a couch, watching. Blackbeard like nothing better than going to the shops in the car. Watching, what's that about the house in the country where they pick three houses? Oh, escape to the yeah. country. <laughs> yeah. Is it house number one? <laughs> wow. Amanda's feelings for Jack grew as they got to know each other more. And then one day he told her that they could actually be together. In Haitian, which was impressive. Oh, he liked her booty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
minutes you've been thinking of that. Four minutes. I could see the light bulb go on. Me hearties. Four minutes. We Unbelievable. Although she'd never had a spiritual boyfriend before, she did some research and realized she wasn't the only one to have a relationship with a spirit. Has he planted her chest yet? Oh, for God's sake. Amanda. <laughs> Amanda had been married before and she has five children with her ex-husband, but now feels her connection with her new husband is very strong. There Kids must love stepdad. Oh, yeah. There, have a piece of eight and go away. Perfect. <laughs> I shall give you points as we come to the end of the round. That is ghost and hauntings. And we didn't do any orbs. Miss Morris, UFOs. It's green men. It's hairy one. beasties. I'll make it quick. Oh, please. All right. Tis the season to do taxes. I got my taxis. Okay. This is a UFO story, is it? Taxis. Okay. Aliens, coffee, and vertigo. Here are the strangest mm. excuses for late tax returns. Yes! In the UK. Nice. Where's my pen? Mm, write these down. HM Revenue and Customs has revealed the strangest excuses taxpayers have used for filing late tax returns. The list, which was released by HMRC in advance of the deadline for filing tax returns online at the end of January, includes questionable excuses, including vertigo, Seeing aliens and touring the country with a one-man play. Oh. Entering the country with a one-man play. Touring. 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 My friend, touring. Touring. The deadline for sending in your taxes for 2016-17 self-assessment tax returns to HMRC and paying any tax owed is January 31st. So get your taxes in. But in case you can't, here is a list of excuses that will not fly. Are you ready? I've got my asparagus poised and ready to go. Well, one guy claimed that he couldn't file his return on time because his wife has been seeing aliens and she wouldn't let me enter the house. Oh. Don't come in. I can see aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Stay outside. There's some guy dressed as a builder working his way down the drain pipe from the bedroom window. It was the one-eyed alien. Get out. (laughs) Quick. Me husband's coming up the path. (laughs) I've been far too busy touring the country with my one wan play. One wan wan. One wan One wang way. That's number wang. That's number wang. <laughs> and my ex-wife left my tax return upstairs, but I suffer from vertigo and can't go upstairs to retrieve it. She left it on an inconveniently high kitchen shelf. Oh, <laughs> uh, and. There are also some failed expense claims for late returns. Here's a couple. Uh, the birthday drinks at a Glasgow nightclub is the, re- the reason that they had a lot of expenses that year. Okay. Vet-, vet fees for a rabbit. Hotel room service for candles. Sorry, flat fee for a rabbit. Hotel room service candles? Yes. and for You can write those off as expenses, apparently. And a rabbit. And, yes. Four pounds fifty for sausage and chips meal expenses for two hundred and fifty days. That's a lot of sausage, Michelle. <laughs> and dirt, sausage and dirt can now be expenses on your taxes. Yes, along with aliens. Do you want to drop a gravy on that? It's all good. I can give you more points. You are now up to a rather unlucky thirteen. Ooh. Yay. 
And you managed to squeeze something about UFOs into there as Aliens. well. Aliens. We literally have minutes, minutes left. And I can't leave. We move into the round. It is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world. Are they too good not to read out? But don't fit easily into any other category manchester united soccer striker romelu lukaku is to seek legal advice over claims made by everton owner farhead moshiri that he opted to leave the club after receiving a voodoo message moshiri told a shareholders meeting that lukaku 24 received the message from a pilgrimage to africa lukaku joined united for 75 million pounds in july after rejecting a new deal at everton a representative for the player told bbc sport romelu's decision had nothing to do with voodoo the spokesperson added he distances himself from these beliefs and this statement will now see what judicial steps can be taken in relation to them i can see you've got a doll and i can see you're putting pins in it My neck has got incredibly stiff and my right knee now hurts. BBC Sport understands that Belgium has been left upset and angry by the claims. His representative says Lukaku rejected the opportunity to become the highest paid player in Everton's history in order to pursue his desire to play at the highest possible level. His representatives added Romelu is very Catholic and voodoo is not part of his life or his beliefs. Romelu Lukaku or the voodoo that you do. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and see the story in full, Miss Morris. We have minutes to go in the round that is the strange and the bizarre. Tis the season for Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, never mind. New York's Bronx Zoo is offering visitors the chance to show their affection for their animal-loving Valentines by naming a giant Madagascar hissing cockroach. The zoo, which has been offering roach-related promotions for Valentine's Day for the past few years, announced this year's Name a Roach campaign, which allows zoo patrons to name a cockroach for 15 bucks. Nothing says love, like on Valentine's Day, saying I've named a cockroach after you. What? (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Oh, very excellent. That asparagus. He's repeating on me. Hissing cockroach. Let's call it Chuck Morris. <laughs> Chuck Morris. Bucks. Yay. Somebody should go there and name it MQTA Radio. We want a roach. We want a roach. Sponsored. Please. please. Make it happen. Yes. Well, the $15 fee includes a digital certificate officially declaring one of the facility's giant Madagascar <gasps> hissing cockroaches. To have been named in honor of the purchaser's beloved Roaches Are Forever. Jokes a video the zoo created to promote the campaign. This year's promotion also offers more expensive packages that include printed certificates, a roach pin, chocolate roaches, Mm. and roach printed socks. I want it all, baby. Do it. Give me all the roaches. I want it all. Yay, yay. It's true, I tell you. We tentatively enter now the round that we call Not For Your Mother. This is the round that we can't read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. You've now found us on one of our platforms, probably SoundCloud. Why don't you share with us? Why don't you share with the whole wide world? on your social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, that you're now listening to the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Get your friends Mm -hmm. and family. Do them a Mm favour. Tell them how funny we are. Mm -hmm. Click the little orange love heart. 
Share us how much you appreciate what we do. Share us. While you're doing this, you need to escort your mother out the room. If they're small minors, get them to play outside in the yard with a handgun and an armadillo. And a midget. I don't know if we'll find a midget, but handgun and armadillo I can manage. (laughs) Miss Morris, you have the first story tonight in the round we call Not For Your Mother. Okay, well, a California doctor said a five and a half foot tapeworm (gasps) a man found dangling from his rear what during a bathroom trip had been growing inside him for months no (laughs) (laughs) i thought i had tapeworms it turned out my mother was putting dental floss in the toilet (laughs) or you didn't chew your spaghetti (laughs) it's like flossing you could grab one end of your mouth one end at your bottom, and you're flossing, and I need oh. to get rid of all that plaque. Five and a half foot worm. To be fair, I think your intestines are like 32 feet long if you spread them all out, so he's got plenty of room. <laughs> you see what I mean? He's got the extension. He's not even been into the spare bedroom, has he, at that stage? Dr. Kenny Banth of the University of California, San Francisco, Fresno Emergency Medicine said a man came into the emergency room in August with an unusual story to tell oh god he's been eating sushi the guy came in and actually asked him for a worm treatment yeah and i was like oh not an everyday request ben who first told the story to a different podcast not us the bastard come on man said that he usually is skeptical of patients who self-diagnose but the man had a pretty compelling story and a grocery bag containing the worm. No. Yes, he did. Do you want to see no. my worm, Michelle? No. I've got it in a grocery bag. No. Go on, have a good look. Have a butcher's in Five there, Five and girl. a half foot long, is it? <laughs> That's the width. What? <laughs> what if I just put the first three foot in? So. I'd call it a name. I'd keep it as a pet at that stage and call it, it Brian. Was it squirming around? I don't <laughs> oh, here she goes. His, New girl in the corner puking her guts up. Buttworm was in a bag. <laughs> buttworm. I can show you a buttworm. Honestly, I can, Michelle. Come over here. That's it, sweetheart. Oh, well, he said he had to take out the toilet paper roll, as you would when you're evacuating, and wrapped it around, of course, like is what looks like a giant long tapeworm. And then he said the man told him that he had been expelling some bloody diarrhea. <laughs> there he goes. When he... <laughs> oh, catch when, it in the sieve. When he felt something <laughs> just dangling from his back. <laughs> oh, he shat his intestines out. Look, that's my lower intestinal tract. Mom, can you fetch me a shoe hole? Oh, he tickled it in the middle to see which end smiled. <laughs> Oh, well, he said he thought it was oh. very odd. And very he... odd? <laughs> you don't see that every day, do you? And he th- he didn't get it until he started pulling it out. <gasps> and, then, <gasps> and then it started wiggling. <laughs> and he drops it like, oh, it's a worm. <laughs> he dropped it. Michelle, just grab hold of the end and pull there, girl. He said that the man was actually relieved as he initially feared that the dangling object was a piece of his intestine. Yeah, toast, see? 
man said the worm measured five and a half feet long. He said the tapeworm had been growing inside the man for at least, at least six months. This is why you shouldn't eat sushi and raw fish. Making its organs and its origins difficult to pinpoint, but the patient offered a compelling explanation for the likely cause of the parasite infestation. He says, the one thing I like that I love I love sushi. Specifically... Told you. I told you. Specifically, salmon sashimi. Yeah. Oh, God. Told you. I told and you. And I eat it every day. I told oh. you. Nope. And the oh. disease, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention yep. put out an alert last year warning that tapeworms had been found in Alaskan salmon. Yep. Cook it first. Ban said the patient who was treated and released told doctors he was swearing off sashimi for good i told you I can you imagine you. No. little fred living inside your body for six months this all so this... well that damn thing grew pretty fast yes there's things living on our bodies constantly we've got little things growing in our eyebrows as we speak we're constantly covered in things is that why you have mange I don't yeah. have mange. <laughs> what's that patch? Yeah, what's that patch? Will what's it grow that back? Patch. <laughs> it's where I keep it's rubbing new, it. It's a new game. <laughs> what's what, that patch? What's that patch? <laughs> and here's your host for what's that patch, Adrian Lee. <laughs> I wonder if you took dog worm tablets, whether they would work. Could you take a dog well, worm? Take and one, see what happens. I don't have worms. I you see you rubbing that. your butt on the carpet all the time. I've been banned from the backyard. <laughs> I don't I'm going along with my front legs while rubbing my ass on Nuxtail's lawn. What are you doing in the studio? <laughs> Hang on, a piece of asparagus has got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to meet a tall, dark stranger and be lucky with the number, eh? I have a story about canine friends. Good. Oh, good. Sophie McGratton, 21, was left absolutely mortified when her cocker spaniel picked up a dildo in the park. A cocker spaniel picked up a dildo. dildo. It can only park. happen to a cocker, cocker spaniel. She said a group of builders began heckling her and pointed out that her dog had something in its mouth while she was on the phone. But nine-month-old Cocker Spaniel Bella kept on chewing on the boner of a different kind Boner wouldn't let it go. Sophie tried to remove it without touching it, but was left even more red-faced when an elderly woman walked past and noticed the toy. Give the dog a bone. Flight attendant Sophie from Renfrewshire in Scotland said it was so embarrassing, my poor dog. I was on the phone to my friend, but had to hang up. When the builders started shouting at me. Can you imagine that conversation? Yeah, I think I'll go down to chip shop tonight. You're coming with me. Oh, hang on. I'm going to have to hang mm. up. My dog's got a dildo in its mouth. That only happened to me once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> Was your story, your story's more interesting than mine. So I'm, I'm putting mine down. I'm all ears. It was many ten years ago. <laughs> ten years ago. And my parents were helping me move house. And my little sisters were there. 
And the dog decided to <sighs> rummage around in the closet because everything was getting shuffled about to be moved. And um, it came out with an object. Yes. Did it, it bury it in the yard? Probably should have. It was a big one. <gasps> what did your mother say? Where can I get one? There you go. <laughs> I've met your mother. I'm sure she's already got one. Wow. I, it it did, did, you, did happen. Did you put some spit on it? Well, and actually, that was it twice. It's happened twice. What? How many do you own? What have well, you got? Closets full of them. He, he could brought, you could choke a dog with that? Look at it. He, Jesus. He, brought it out during a party once too oh, wow but everybody was you need to take greater care of your facilities and for the dog <laughs> get him better treats Some <laughs> <laughs> wow if you pre-program a dog's thinking into thinking that's something he needs to chew on the moment a naked man's walking around that dog's <laughs> oh. do you see what i'm saying snossages oh, yeah. chewing on that that's unbelievable she hung up her phone, tried to get it out of the dog's mouth. I think she had it in her mouth for about 10 minutes, and she picked it up in the park. Wow. <laughs> Someone threw it out of an aeroplane. Would that be dogging? Not oh, quite. Yeah, That's something slightly different. I didn't want to touch the toy, so I tried kicking it out of her mouth. An what? elderly woman thought I was abusing the dog, but I couldn't tell her what I was doing. What are you doing, boy? She would have had the shock of her life if I'd have told her why I was kicking. I'm definitely going to have to change my walking route because I've got no idea what's going on around that way. <laughs> I I, I've got idea. a good idea. Oh, yeah. Where's this park? I was pure raging at Bella for a while. I was absolutely mortified. I didn't want to look at her, but I soon realized it wasn't her fault. She didn't know what it was. I was driving to work this morning. And then I saw the dildo was still lying there in the park. I hope no one else picks it up. Why didn't she throw it away? She doesn't want to touch it. There's leaves. Leaves. Or you grass. Know, you'd pick up. Litter. A dildo in the park randomly, would you? With a, Or you could poke it with a stick. stick. Like on a wiener. A wiener on a stick. Look, Ethel. Is that a woman flicking a dildo with a stick she normally has cuddly toys to play with. This is the first and hopefully the last time this will happen. Leave it. It's not a bone or well done, boy. Bring it home. You decide if you go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? A man's testicle exploded like a volcano. Ouch. Oh. Oh. There's two there. <laughs> One of each of you. Blew them clean off. <laughs> Wrecked them. <laughs> like a meatball. Yeah. Gone. I can't oh. do that. <laughs> Somehow your cheeks seem to have been stretched. <laughs> After he got a rare disease on holiday. Less funny now. Yes. David Worsley, 59 caught african salmonella african salmonella where did he go where do we need to avoid the park a strain of infection which was confined to his genital area in tunisia tunisia i've Ooh, been to tunisia it's kind of grim where did he catch that in the swimming pool or something 
The granddad was in agony as his private swelled to ten times. I want something to take away the pain but keep the swelling. He had elephantitis of the nuts. He surely did. And one of them exploded. He let go. Yeah, it was ten times their normal size when he got home. Wow. His left testicle then burst. Like an egg? Like a volcano. Just went up. Bang. Boom. Right in Walmart. Like a grenade. A grenade. Like a crotch grenade. (laughs) Like shrapnel. (laughs) People were falling. It was like the opening 20 minutes of Saving Private Ryan. Saving Ryan's privates. (laughs) 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 The case of the exploding testicle. Read by Michelle Corey. His left testicle then burst as he had a bath, and he is now taking legal action against the tour operator, TUI. He said, I was told that I had a rare form of salmonella, called African salmonella. After the holiday, my testicle had swollen to the size of a grapefruit. Nice! And he squeezed it. And it was so heavy, it felt like it was made of glass. Wow. That's not heavy. Well, like yeah, a solid, crystal ball. crystal ball is, yeah. I'd go with that. Lead. Lead. He's Lead nuts. They'd be like those knocker things, what we used to play Clickers. with. Clickers. <laughs> I like playing with knockers. Do <laughs> you think his wife got lead poisoning? <laughs> oh. The pain was so bad, I thought I was going to die. When it finally exploded, it felt fantastic. <laughs> so, wait a second. Does his nut pop? Yes. Or did like that? <laughs> that came from over there. Yeah, it, was it, it was not me. It was not me. I swear yeah. that was not me. I swear that, that was, was not was me. your nut making a noise. Yeah, your nut crawling away. <laughs> your nut growling. <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, I've been on this planet for many decades, and my nuts have never growled till tonight. Have <laughs> we called it on air? Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> so, did his nut pop like a pimple, or did it pop? <laughs> was it internal, like explode? It was, it, it was internal, and the whole testicle just Let like go. imploded, exploded, like Ouch. a pimple. Ouch! I guess, but it but just in, burst it apart. So his nut blew. Yeah. Yes, but it's surrounded by scrotum, so it's contained. Yeah. It's contained. So it didn't come out. It's no. a contained explosion. Yeah. yeah. Contained, yeah. controlled explosion. explosion. So now we've got nut grenade. Yep. Nut grenade. Crotch grenade. That's a Crotch cereal grenades. I want to try. I want to try that cereal. Mom, we've can got... you buy me nut grenades? <laughs> <laughs> and we've got nut growlers. Nut yeah. Growlers. <laughs> I use those for fishing. <laughs> nut knockers. Nut knockers. <laughs> nut knockers. I'm seeing a business. <laughs> I am seeing you're, a business. You're seeing a psychiatrist when this show's finished. <laughs> nut knockers and dick waffles. Yes. I want a cereal bar. <laughs> nut growlers. Nut growler. <laughs> It's all the protein I need for the day. <laughs> she said. <laughs> Salty and sweet. <laughs> German nut growlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you say German nut growlers? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, we growl. Mine and nuts an explosion. Yeah. That's his eyes. 
Oh, schnitzel. Meine Schnitzel in der Schnitzel, Graul. Meine Kocken spielen Spannenkocken blauen. Froggy winner coin. Oh my God. Schwanz, Graul. Meine Schwanz und Testikale nahlen. Gon, 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 gon. Meine Schwanz, gon. <laughs> right in the David Hasselhoff. Oh, God. <sighs> the doctor said I was highly contagious and that I wasn't allowed to sleep with my wife. I was walking around holding them all the time. It was so heavy. A few days later, I woke up at about 5 a.m. with the most excruciating pain in my left testicle. I could barely move, and I was in tears from the agony. If your testicle is the size of a grapefruit, would you not be seeking medical help? Why isn't he in the hospital? First place you'd go to, isn't Ice, it? peas. Yeah. Bag of peas. Bag of peas, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You'd go out into the snow and just Cold compress. Yes. Yeah. See, we're all on the same page yeah. here. Yeah. Ice dipping. Ice dipping. Oh, yeah. Ice tea bagging. Oh. Nice iced tea. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mushroom stamp. What? You're going to have someone die out, madam. <laughs> I've never known so many sound effects in one story. Yeah, it's awesome. Share that Thanks, guys. David from Bolton said it literally went bang. Bang. That's kind of... That, uh, yeah, it's anti-climax. Yeah. I wanted him to come from Oldham. <laughs> what? Never mind. <laughs> when the doctor saw it later, she said that it was like a volcano exploding. Mount Vesuvius mm -hmm. in your left testicle. But it was such a relief because the pain had been so bad. He has now launched legal action against the tour operator, TUI, everybody, stay away from them, who he blames for the ordeal. It has definitely affected me psychologically. It's a big part of being a man that is gone now. The security guard was with his wife, Joanne, at the Ruri Marco Polo Hotel in Hammamet when he fell ill. There you go. There's a warning for everyone. There's nasty things in Africa. There is a lot of things well, out there. in Tunisia. Yes, which is in North Africa. Oh, yeah, right. Perfect. Yeah. Miss Morris, you have the last story of the night in the round that we call Not For Your Mother. Everybody should have one of these. Everyone. I like those eyes. Tell yeah. me what it is. Every family has its own little habits, tricks, and traditions. I think we can all agree on that. Uh-huh. When we're kids... They are all completely normal, and we don't know any different, which is true as well. But sometimes, as we grow older, we find out that maybe they're not quite as normal as we thought. And one man found him in this situation, and the topic of interest was rather bizarre. What's his family done? His family have always had a poop knife. A poop knife. <laughs> Yes. The oh, good old blood God's knife. God's sake. Yes, always. The good old shit knife. That's right. I use the whisk. The egg whisk is what I do. They always, good to know. They yeah. always kept it. Do you want an omelette? Hung nope. in the laundry hung. room. In the laundry room. In a nail, yes. Because they had three bathrooms. Yes. And so they put it in a central location in the laundry room. Right. 
Okay. You need more fibre in your diet if you've got to attack your stool with a knife he just always, to get the thing to go down. He always thought it was completely normal and just assumed that everybody had one. But after an awkward exchange at a friend's house, he was shocked to find out that that actually isn't the case. No, you don't pass solid into the downstairs toilet. That's just the way we are. Yeah. <laughs> you only do it on Tuesdays. <laughs> Wow. Do you have a poop knife? No. no. Did you have a poop no. knife? You didn't have a poop knife no. either? No. Oh, yeah. I just said egg whisk is the way to go. Well, he, he writes, it's been a day or two between poops and I'm over at my friend's house. I excuse myself. Oh, no. He's going to ask for a knife. And, yep. oh. and lay a gigantic turd. He's laid cable in the friend's house. Who, I look, you'd hold it in, wouldn't you? You wouldn't go to a friend's house. I look down and I see that it's a sideways one. Oh, it's a bridge. So I crack the he's door. He's poking its head out and he's put a flag in it. And I call out for my friend. That's going to be a danger to shit. He arrives this and I ask him happening. for his poop knife. <laughs> <laughs> he says, my what? My what? Your poop knife, I say. I need to use it, please. And his friend says, Just take one out of the, the drawer. Use a steak a knife. Poop knife. Bread knife will do it. Obviously, Pairing he has knife? one. But maybe he calls it by a more delicate name, maybe a fecal cleaver or a dung <laughs> divider. <laughs> a dung divider. Planet. A dung divider. Or a guano a glaze. A stool separator. A guano glaze. <laughs> I explain what it is. <laughs> and what I don't know I if I'm going to laugh or throw up. <laughs> Poop, get the poop pairing knife. Get the fecal cleaver. <laughs> oh, jeez. Get the bread knife. Unsurprisingly, I've, the reaction I've done a baguette. <laughs> wasn't quite what he expected. He goes on, he starts giggling, then laughing, then lots of people start laughing because it turns out the music stopped and everyone heard my pleas through the door. Uh, Oh, well, it also turns out that none of them had poop knives. You'd have to wrestle it with your own bare hands like choking a rabbit. And he found out that it was his effed up family with their effed up bowels. Oh, God, I almost taste it. Thankfully, the anonymous gentleman also explained what one would use for a poop knife. He writes, my family poops big. Maybe it's genetic. Maybe it's our diet, <coughs> but everyone births giant logs. <coughs> He's if, splitting logs. It's log. It's log. <laughs> if anyone has laid a mega poop, Kenny Loggins, you know that sometimes it won't flush. <laughs> That's it, not going down. It will lay across the hole on the bottom of the bowl. It's, ar- it's articulated. It's got an elbow. Look, it's flexing. And. The vortex of draining water merely gives it a spin as it mocks you and gives you the two fingers. I'd throw it out the bathroom window onto next door's conservatory. I'd christen it. Yay! I'm going to call you Billy. Well, he said that his family has always had a poof knife, and it was usually an old rusty kitchen knife that hung on the nail in the laundry room. And used only for that purpose. Oh, no. Give it 10 minutes. Dad's reaching for the poop oh, knife. It was always normal. Do you take it in with you? Or do you see what you've done? No. And go and it? Yeah. it was always normal to walk through the hallway and have someone call out. Hey, can you get me a poop knife? Poop knife table three. 
I thought it was standard kit. You know, you have your plunger, your toilet brush, and your poop knife. <laughs> Michelle's gone green. Look at her. She's green. But it gets worse. How what? can it get worse? It can't it. Standing by his poop knife idea. <laughs> the man now has his own in his own home as an adult. After such an awkward exchange years before, oh. you would have thought that he would have explained the concept to his now wife. I just chopped mine up with my sister's toothbrush. <laughs> but apparently not. He explained the party story to her one day, and she says that she was amused and then horrified and then shocked. He said it turns out that she did not know that what the poop knife had, was actually for. Break its back. And had been using the old rusty knife hanging in the utility no. closet as a utility knife. Austin. <laughs> Nutella spread. <laughs> <coughs> well, he said that <laughs> three people have thrown up. <laughs> oh, God. His wife was very confused by the whole thing. <laughs> There was also one very important question. Why wasn't it kept in the bathroom? Surely they could go for three knives. You can pick them up at a charity shop. That's what he said. We only had one poop knife, and the laundry room was essential to all three bathrooms. I have no idea why we didn't have three poop knives. All I know is that we didn't. We just have one. Possibly because my father was notoriously cheap about the weirdest things. But... Yes, we shared our poop knife. Or just have a bathroom for solids. Pick a bathroom. One of three. That's for solids. We'll keep poop the knife in there. Knife. Poop knife. I want to start a band. I'm going to call them Poop Knife. <laughs> I bet how they big, stink. How bad must your stools be that you've got to attack it with a knife just to get the bloody thing to go down? Jesus. It's articulated and flexing in the bowl. Jeez. What's wrong with some people? Please, no. Poop knife. Poop knife. I know, understand. Poop knife. A knife for poop. You can get a bloat knife, can't you? The vets use it. I wonder if it's kind of like a cheese knife. You see in one of those? Could use a wire on it, couldn't you? Could have poop wire. Because you use them on cheese logs. Let's let's, let's pretend this never happened. (laughs) Yes, we never talk of this again. (laughs) The fecal cleaver. Fecal cleaver. The old... Pairing poop knife. The guave... Cleaver. Something. No, you lost me. Start with GL. The guave glave. Yeah. Glock. Guano. Guano glave. Guano glave. Yeah. The gla... <laughs> Cleaver. <sighs> Cleaver. Can we move on? I'm, I'm, I've drawn the blood strained out of my face. And all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores. In last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery... It is myself who never Aww. got beyond six in resplendent uh. first place and winning the first episode of Series 3 and the $33,000 IR camera 
It's a tie. <gasps> Miss Morris and Miss Curry scored 13 I points never each. But don't fear this She's beside herself happy. There'll be a speech like the Oscars. Who do you wish to thank, Miss Morris? I wish to thank Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald? <laughs> Who else do you wish to thank? A strange... Hissing cockroaches. Hissing cockroaches. Anyone else? No, done. <laughs> do not fear this She will remember who she wants to thank for her prize by next week's show, where we will have a whole new bunch of stories at the same time. I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via our Facebook site. More questions than answers with adrian lee and don't forget you can donate a single dollar to the show if you go to patreon.com and search for mq ta radio and don't forget our archives are also available on soundcloud.com my gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris chaton drainer michelle cory nathan bush and all of the international paranormal society interparanormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group and mufon of minnesota it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting good night yay